Dr. Boom suggested strapping rockets to the city so that they could fly it around wherever they want. He later wired up his rockets through the underbelly and defeated his former protege, Boom Master Flark, who was trying to blow up the entire city. Hello and welcome back to Margaret Thatcher Templar Spy. I'm your flat-headed murloc guide, Joel Franey, and I'm joined by the man who walks bravely into battle with a handful of cardboard, James Law. Today our subject is Hearthstone, the World of Warcraft spin-off that sees players battle out with online card games and slightly sharkish business practices. James has been filtering fact from flavour text for the last week via hearthstone.gamepedia, and no doubt has all manner of interesting facts about how awful priest decks are from what I can gather. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much, Joel. Um, yeah, so I've been I've been looking through the lore of Hearthstone, and I've, I've been quite a quite an avid player for the last uh, several years. Um, and this week has kind of made it very clear to me how the Hearthstone lore and the World of Warcraft lore have really they've over the years split quite a lot. World of Warcraft is well, it attempts to be. Something of a fancy pants fantasy Lord of the Rings type giant adventure with yeah. all, all manner of like all manner of fancy creatures and it, it's dramatic and ponderous and and big yeah and it's and... like oh this being was created in the fires of something millions of years ago and it was defeated by the great proto dragon or some 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 nonsense like that. Um, what Hearthstone does is instead of dwelling on a lot of that fancy stuff, it um, it instead picks characters that they like and uh, whacks their own silly stories on it. <laughs> so there, there's some there's some characters that in World of Warcraft will come up as like a mini boss in some dungeon and right. not really get mentioned again, but in Hearthstone they'll be its own character with like three story arcs oh, within wow. the card game because they they just get really attached to certain certain people so it feels like all these side characters just getting their own time to shine exactly they get their own time to shine because um uh, they were put in the game as a card and you know they they're like super overpowered or something and the Hearthstone community is like haha this guy is funny and then the the devs are like ah oh, you like him? Here's him again, eight <laughs> more times. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, but it but so it is all one... canon with World of Warcraft. It's not canon. It's but it's not not canon. It's it's very difficult to to place it. I don't think even the Hearthstone developers really know where it stands. So so it's so... a matter of it is canon, but we do not talk about it in yeah. World of Warcraft. <laughs> it is canon, but like we don't we don't talk to the World of Warcraft. Um, team about it because you know, they might get mad about it um, okay no, actually, I, d- I don't know that's exactly how it works please don't sue me um no that but... that's a that's an approach to storytelling i can get yeah. behind like it's <laughs> like, more fun so uh, from the from the start they had um it was it was meant to be a kind of in-universe game as well so in the world of warcraft universe people play hearthstone no but people in no. the world of warcraft universe are also in Hearthstone as cards and as characters and stuff. Why and... are they playing a card game about swords and magic when everyone <laughs> has swords and magic? Would you not play a card game with your own face on it, Joel? I'd, I'd make you into a Hearthstone card. Maybe I would, but 
That would only be if I was specifically in it. And even then, I feel the novelty would, wouldn't would last long when <laughs> when there's real people who can throw fireballs and do do these duels realistically it's like well um, in the in the law you've got to behave you can't be you can't be doing that you can't be bringing out your magic and your and your weapons otherwise the innkeeper who's played by um not a scottish person as you can tell by uh by by their attempt at a scottish accent uh his name is half stone and he loves to welcome you into the inn sorry his Um, name's what his name is half stone brew so the game is named after him, sort of. Yes, like um, in in law, it's named after. Did he invent it? I, I, he hosts a lot of the games in his inn, but you don't know where to find the inn. It's like uh, you you can't find his inn unless you unless you really need a place to kick back and relax. Oh, it, it's like the like... magic sort of merchant's shop that disappears and reappears. Yeah, exactly. It appears to people who really want a game of Hearthstone. Yeah, that's so lame. Like normally those kind <laughs> normally those kind of shops like sell cursed items and forbidden knowledge, not oh, no, host guy, magic the gathering tournaments. Yeah, he'll put a bev in your hand and he'll, and he'll be like, "Welcome, welcome. Warm your floors and boots by the fire." Um, that I'm allowed to do a shit Scottish accent because that's what the voice actor does. And and uh, also you're like 2% Scottish but clearly just English. <laughs> I got some Scottish in me. Um, Just don't don't but... <laughs> exaggerate. You ate a haggis once. That's what it means by have some Scottish in you. Oh yeah, I've never eaten a haggis in my life. Actually. Oh well, there you go. Um, I can probably find what my tartan is though. Um, but don't, anyway, don't the, be rude. The, the, yeah. So the innkeeper is is there. Basically, I mean, like all dwarves in the World of Warcraft universe, he's just sort of like a quite offensive caricature of a Scottish person. <laughs> Um, with a giant, like giant ginger beard, and he's very short, and he he's a very jolly man. He's got a pet rat as well, um, who hangs out. Uh, the rat's called Sarge, which I really like, um, <laughs> and he's meant to sort of embody the game itself. He's like a a fun, well-meaning fella who will always welcome you in with open arms when you need to have a seat after after. A long day of whatever you're doing in World of Warcraft. Right. I've, I've played like five minutes of it. Like so, so all those and... times I saw you rage quitting are not in the spirit of the game, then? <laughs> uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, uh, no, Half, but Half is apparently a very powerful being. Uh, when if you're if you're out there trying to open your spell books or bring your bring your clubs and maces into the into the inn. He'll, before you can even land a blow, you'll find yourself flying out the door onto the street. And if you're lucky, you'll find yourself on a street of a city you know. So, so oh, so he'll just drop you off in the wrong country. Yeah, yeah. You're, tr- you're like, you're like, things are getting a bit aggy. You've had a bit of a rough Hearthstone game, and then Hearthstone Brew just beats the shit out of you, and then drops you out the door in like. In like Budapest or something, and it's like, oh, brilliant, thanks, mate. What was supposed to do it? Yeah, I mean, in a fantasy world, that could really just mean you're dead. Oh yeah, it could ruin your life. Like, you just chuck ne- you out into like the twisting nether or something. Yeah, well, I'm never getting back home now. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I, wanted- I guess I live in this reality until the pub comes back round. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'd let you back in if you asked nicely. He's a very welcoming lad. Uh. <laughs> 
He used to write blogs as well. Um, what in in universe? Uh, the Innkeeper's Journal or oh. the Innkeeper's Tale is an occasional blog series featuring excerpts from the Innkeeper's Journal, documenting events within his own inn. So yes, it is in in character in universe. Right, um, but I thought you meant he had access to the internet in. <laughs> In the that, yeah. he, that he'd like <laughs> look over a game of swords and sorcery and then go up and type it on his personal laptop. Yeah. You go up and type it and then like check the Google Analytics and like make sure <laughs> make sure he like interlinks between them for yeah. perfect SEO. Uh. <laughs> he has a guide section on his site. Actually, no, that takes away from my traffic. Don't do that, innkeeper. Um, Don't self-promote on this. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, sure, the inn gets rowdy from time to time. There's no debating that. Are you going to be doing this throughout the entire episode? <laughs> well, okay, so apparently if you cheat as well, this is in, in the innkeeper's blog, if you cheat, the innkeeper hates cheating, and there are tales of poor souls who, if they cheat, are doomed to forever draw nothing but magma rages and angry chickens for the rest of their days. Play fair, and you don't need to work out whether these stories are true firsthand. So, I... <laughs> That that sounds exciting, but you can't cheat because it's a digital game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you can't cheat because uh, they'll just ban you from Blizzard.net. I I would genuinely I would genuinely respect though if just at any point in the game there was a cheat button, which would allow you to get an advantage in that game. But the moment it was over, your account would just be deleted and you'd never be able <laughs> yeah, to if, play again. If someone's really BMing you and is really like playing some horrible priest deck where they keep keep resurrecting and stuff <laughs> and like. You can press a cheat button, but you get that win, but you're then banned forever. Yeah. Um, so I hope it was worth it. <laughs> it probably would be worth it. I'm, I'm into that. But aside from the innkeeper, who's, um, you know, he's the ever-present, welcoming, um, fun guy of the Hearthstone universe. A mushroom? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, go on. Brilliant, brilliant stuff, Joe. I'm above that kind of humour normally. No, I'm not. What am I talking about? But I will try and suppress that kind of humour that I'm not above. Uh, he is a fun fellow in the Arstone universe. Um, there are certain characters that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, started as cards and became... Uh, and, like, side characters in World of Warcraft and then became much more present in the universe of of the game so, so they built they built a following and built a legacy yeah they built a following with these certain these certain guys uh these guys and gals who are hanging around as cards and like it's part of adventures and these adventurers become their own their own thing so for example you've got a group of of homies known as the league of explorers and they turned up um back in 2015 um, and they were in World of Warcraft as kind of side characters. Some of them bigger than others. Um, you have Elise Starseeker, Reno Jackson, Sir Finley Murgleton, and Bran Bronzebeard. Okay, stop. Because two <laughs> of those names immediately jump out at me. <laughs> Do tell. So am I get Reno Jackson? Mm-hmm. Reno is, Jackson. Is he American? Uh, yes, he is... Uh... <laughs> He very much is. He's a treasure hunter and archaeologist, but... Um, oh, oh hold, hold on. <laughs> I'm putting something together here. 
Is Reno Jackson perhaps a parody of, uh, oh, clearly Han Solo, right? Uh, yes, I think so. Um, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, he, is, he's an he, American... he is then. Yes, basically. He's an American okay. lad who's a bit of a treasure hunter. I mean, it's not like entirely Han Solo. I'll, I'll clarify for, for our slow of thinking audience. I was joking. I did mean uh, no, Indiana no. Jones. Uh, <laughs> no, he's more he's more Han Solo than Indiana Jones. Um, is he? Well, actually, there is. If you want to know who the Indiana Jones character is, there is literally a character in Hearthstone called uh, Harrison Jones. Oh, for, why do they need two of them? <laughs> well, did Harrison they, they, Jones. Oh, they, we didn't get it right. Which one came first? Uh... I think Harrison Jones came first. I I don't know which one came first in in the actual World of Warcraft game, to be honest. Um, but they are both they're both characters in Hearthstone and Harrison Jones. His effect when you play Harrison Jones, he says that belongs in a museum, oh, uh, of course, <laughs> and steals what? the enemy's weapon. Uh, draw oh. uh, doesn't he doesn't steal it? He destroys it, and you draw cards equal to its durability. Destroys it. He destroys the enemy's weapon or, or takes it. Indiana Jones didn't tend to do that. Uh, I'll be honest. I haven't watched Indiana Jones. Maybe you can do an episode on that for me in the future. Uh, <laughs> and then when he attacks, his sound his sound cue is like a whip crack. Ah, oh, that's good. Um, Reno Jackson, on the other hand, says we're gonna be rich uh, and heals you to full health. So he's not. So that's what. That's why I. I'm less inclined to describe him as strongly as Indiana Jones because. Do they? Do they both look like Indiana Jones? Uh, yes. Reno Jackson looks. Um, I'd say Harrison looks more like him. Har- yeah. Harrison just looks exactly like Harrison Ford. Right. Um. Whereas Reno Jackson is like, he's got a giant pointy chin. Um. Like he's ripped. Uh, a, oh, a oh big... is he like the real traditional looking adventurer? He's got hero. like a yeah, like he's got like a fucking handlebar mustache and like a the, <laughs> adve- the adventurer hat um, and like big muscles and hairy arms. So um, did did Reno Jackson and Harrison Jones ever meet? Uh, I, I you got to assume so, um, especially since Harrison Jones says. Uh, his flavor text is that belongs in the Hall of Explorers. So, and the Hall of Explorers is where the League of Explorers are from. Uh, right. They're hanging out. But yeah, Harrison Jones is an archaeologist and explorer, much like his namesake. Brilliant. Thanks, lads. Um, and he's a level 70 M- NPC in World of Warcraft. Oh, uh, so he is in that. Okay. He is in World of Warcraft, and speaking to him will cause him to don his hat and run over to the gong near the door. Is that an Indiana Jones thing? Uh... I think there was a gong in Temple of Doom. Oh right, okay. Uh, oh, and yeah, so they are—they are like friends. I guess they're old friends and rivals. Uh, Jones is mentioned by Reno Jackson following the defeat of Sun Raider Ferex, saying, okay. "Ha ha! I've got the rod. If only Harrison could see me now." Um, and you can also see it's a bit 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 sexual, honestly. Uh, yeah, well, the rod is the staff of origination, which is the main objective. Oh, I, League... I call it that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what the League of Explorers are trying to find. Um, and yeah, so Reno Jackson is the kind of he's like a big burly man who just wants treasure and adventure. And oh, he's so the... he's the larger than life hero. Yeah, larger than life, really up himself. Like, oh, we're gonna be rich. <laughs> Let's uh, go on an adventure. Um, right, deep as a teaspoon, then. Yeah, basically. Uh, I mean, that's that's a lot of characters. They have one trait. 
Um, I, like, I suppose there's a, like a larger than life quality for, from Hearthstone, for, considering yeah. what I've seen. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bran Bronzebeard is a, is a, another one, and he's like he's like a a dwarf, so obviously he's Scottish, um, and he's like an adventurer dwarf um, who says like Who's up for an adventure? Um, right. And he, I think he's the brother of a of a big World of Warcraft character called Magni Bronzebeard, um, who doesn't really. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't really hang out that much in Hearthstone compared to Bran. Um, this this really feels like everyone who couldn't get work in World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah it is, isn't it? Like their, their their agents going, I don't know. Like I guess I can get you a, a run on a season in Hearthstone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they're very successful in their run in Hearthstone. As yeah, like kind of they're like I guess the plucky underdogs of it, it, it's of like World when of Warcraft. someone it's like when someone like gets into a, like star trek or something and they don't mean anything to wider culture but that fan base they're like a big yeah deal. exactly so hold on there was one more i can't remember his name in the in the was it sir finley murgleton <laughs> uh, you, is sir finley murgleton <laughs> sir finley a... murgleton so he is a murloc he's a murloc yeah he's an adventurer murloc uh... okay and and to clarify for our audiences what is a murloc? A murloc is a is a fish frog man. Uh, they're, that's, they're, that's like the best way I can really describe it. They're, they're not like, the coolest looking characters. They're like little green boys, and he he that's speaks. Just weird. He speaks fluent common, which I guess is like you know English, uh, but he right. also speaks fourteen dialects of Murgle. Uh, and murlocs do have like a sophisticated language that that like no, you know don't. says that says real words and stuff. However, all it sounds like is uh, like, they're, like they're getting waterboarded or something. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so, and yeah, uh, Sir Finley Murgleton lets you change your hero power. Um, I don't know what he's based on, but he, he is original to Hearthstone. No one, he, he wasn't in World of Warcraft or anything. He's a, a gentleman, brackets, gentle fish, murloc adventurer. <laughs> Oh, so he's like a sort of posh Victorian explorer. Yeah, a yeah. A real exactly. Ryder Hagger, King Solomon's Mines. Um, yeah, exactly. Elise found him as an egg. Uh, <laughs> and then he, how he became a knight. I, I don't was, really... That's not really finding a person, is it? What that means found, is she found an egg. Rather yeah, than so going, Elise, oh, hello, Mr. Burgleton. <laughs> Elise found an egg. And apparently, uh, and Elise is, I guess, like the... She's like the sophisticated posh lady... Um, Who's like? Right. Uh, she's a she's like a blue lady who is looks for the, is looking for the golden monkey with the map to Monkey Island, not that Monkey Island, a different Monkey Island. Oh. Um, and she's like a like a posh lady who wants to find the artifact. Okay, Do you so have the artifact, and she's a cartographer. Um, so, just, despite World of Warcraft and Hearthstone being very medieval, these guys are clearly from like the late Victorian era. Yeah, the, like she, yeah, she's the cartographer. She's from the late Victorian era. She's got a lead on the long lost staff orig- of origination, and so brings along the League of Explorers to try and find it. Um, did did they? Uh, well, uh, what I find a bit weird is she found Sir Finley as an egg, uh, and I guess took took him into her custody or something uh and i'm arresting I guess, you sir uh, well like custody isn't like a child maybe um w- was he abandoned or was it just i, I don't i don't know if he was abandoned but Did he you was find found him in a supermarket like what's going on he was fa- he was found as an egg um 
and joined the League of Explorers and became a knight. Uh, but their stories for another time, which means that we don't know them. Uh-huh. Um, but what I can only assume is that she, he didn't really have a choice but to become an adventurer. If you're found by Elise Starseeker and she kind of brings you up to be a, to be an adventurer type. I mean, he's not being held prisoner. No, like, that's true. And if you I, grow up in a family of chefs, you're not it. shot if you pursue a job in accountancy. <laughs> oh, maybe you would be. Oh, is it? Is <laughs> there le- are there less rights for murlocs? In- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Less rights for fishmen. Um, but he's he's a uh, he is slightly different he's from other murlocs. He's his gentlemanly demeanor. Um, he he has an upright posture, which is different to most murlocs who are kind of like hunched over or on all fours. Um, right. And yeah, he, he lets you. So yeah, he's he's like a yeah gentleman type who says when your when your enemy is uh, another Murloc hero, he says, "Hello, old friend. Let's meet for tea after the match, shall we?" What? So uh, all Murlocs know each other? Come on, uh, that's not okay. Well, this one, I guess these two know each other. The other one's Morgul the Oracle. Oh, is there only like one? A, oh, he's right. like a Murloc shaman who I guess like in in high society the the Murlocs know each other. What what does he say back? Well, the thing is, Morgul doesn't speak English or common. He says <laughs> back. So, so it's not to bring up Stellars again, but it's a real Han and Chewie situation. Yeah, they they just they don't really. I, I guess he can understand him, but he just can't speak it. Maybe it's a tongue thing. But to be fair, the League of Explorers—they were so popular that they came back. They they came now when you back. say popular in their world or in our world, they were popular in our world. Right. Uh, in Hearthstone, so everyone, the they they were on cards and they were very powerful cards. Um, I won't get into the the meta game of Hearthstone throughout 2015 and 16, but basically they were very powerful cards and people liked them and they were iconic. So they were brought back for an entire year of expansions, which I will get into in a second. But first, I need to introduce you to the League of not Explorers, the League of Evil. Ah, uh, oh, there are heroes. Clearly, <laughs> the League of Evil is a is a group of characters who um, are, you're pronouncing it weird. Is it spelled evil? It's spelled evil, uh, but it's not spelled like the world word evil. It's spelled e capital e dot capital v dot oh, capital it's an i acronym. dot capital l. But <laughs> it's not an acronym for it. I don't know if it actually stands for anything. I don't think it does. Uh, <laughs> what? Then why is it an acronym? Let me let me double check actually. <laughs> Why do you put the dots in there? Oh, it's I, just, I don't it looks know. better. Or, or is that like a placeholder? Like once we think of a name that sort of start yeah. goes E V I L, we'll put that in. Yeah, exactly. Once you once you can think of something, I guess everyone whatever, values whatever intelligent lies. There we go. The League of Evil is made up of five characters. You have Arch Villain Rafam, Heist Baron Togwaggle, Swamp Queen Hagatha, Madame Lazul, and Blast Master Boom. And I'm not going to get super deep into this because that'll take years. But um, basically, I want to focus on a couple of them. So Blastmaster Boom is... I think that's a, a rapper, isn't it? <laughs> Joel, I love I loved that your, your, your only touchstone for like references to hip-hop are from the 80s. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to catch up, okay? I'm um, working my way forward. I'm like... 88 at the moment. Yeah. So Dr. Boom is a character who first appeared in Goblin, but Goblins versus Gnomes, and he's a goblin 
who summons little boom bots when he gets summoned and they explode and do damage to your enemies. And he's a bit of a a bit of a card, but he's a originally nothing was really made of him. He was like a card that summoned a seven mana seven seven with a couple of boom bots. And it turned out back in that day that was really really powerful because um, okay. power creep power creeps happened over the years and it's not as good nowadays um, if it was released again. But back then it was amazing and it had to be in basically every deck. Um, that meant that he became iconic in. Um, oh in hearthstone and not in world of warcraft he originally he was originally a um mini boss in in world of warcraft uh, right but yeah he, he became very well known as being like a good seven drop aggro decks would have him other control decks would have him he was overpowered uh never been nerfed uh and yeah he was a minor boss in world of warcraft but now he is uh, obviously, he's a he's a reference to Marvel supervillain Doctor Doom. Oh, is is uh, he a doctor? <laughs> doctor Boom, yes, that's who he ah. is. <laughs> Does he look um, like him? Uh, well, I don't know that much about Doctor Doom. Do- uh, doctor Doom just tends to wear like a green cloak and hood, and have like a metal faceplate and metal armor. Uh, then yes, he looks hey. exactly like Doctor Doom. Nice. Uh, he uh, in he's he's become more close to Doctor Doom as well uh, with his with his outfits and stuff. Oh, you so, sent me a picture. That really is... <laughs> yeah. That really is a, a hook-nosed goblin cosplaying as Doctor Doom. Yeah, exactly. And so since then, he got his own expansion. Uh, that's like 130-something cards were released based around Doctor Boom and his, his lab of like trying to make things explode. That's his, his whole thing is that he likes blowing things up. Right. Um, Fair. And, so te- uh, Texan or <laughs> exactly. Uh, he he's got like a crazy accent. Like, wanna blow something up? I think that's him. <laughs> okay, Doctor Doom didn't sound like that. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> he's like, Wah! oh god. He's super like hyped to blow sh- to blow shit up. Basically, I, I would also want to drown out my voice with explosions if I sounded <laughs> like that. But yeah, so in the expansion, he got it was the Boomsday Project. Uh, which is that another reference to Doctor Doom? Was there the uh, Doomsday Project? No, that's the um, thing from uh, real history, isn't it? That's the booms the Doomsday book, right? Doomsday was a MF Doom album, and MF Doom is also based on Doctor Doom. Uh, so maybe it's that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> who knows? But in this in this expansion, Doctor Boom made a <laughs> he made the Great Warlock Lord Jaraxus into a robot. Um, called Mechajaraxxus, uh, just like as a side a project, I guess. What a side project! <laughs> What's uh, this but... guy doing? What's what was like? Yeah, I've turned this powerful being into an obedient robot slave. But that's just something I'm doing in my spare yeah, time. Yeah, that's on the side. In in the real in his actual lab, what he was doing was building bombs. Uh, <laughs> hey there, I'm Doctor Boom. I live to build things. Brackets bombs mostly. So come work with me, and we'll create all kinds of new inventions. Bombs, mostly. Is this on his recruitment posters? <laughs> this is this is on his recruitment posters. Uh, says Doctor Boom is not responsible for seven exploded or lost body parts. Revealing the cl- location of someone's secret lab is punishable by, by death. Apply now. <laughs> That's fair. Um, and so after that, he became part of the League of Evil, along with um, Rafam, who was the villain in the League of Explorers original mission. Um, right. Who's like a 
a mummy ethereal monster who speaks like strong bad from homestar runner and uh he's like i am reform them as the extreme archaeologist or something so, like that so none of these guys have inside voice huh uh no absolutely not i I'm, i find them very relatable um <laughs> Minions must wash hands before being liquidated and replaced by someone better. <laughs> uh, he's basically just a thief, um, but he's like a super good thief. Right. Um, so got... so these guys are just like... These are just like generic evil guys who may or may not have been in World of Warcraft before, but were like the centerpieces of various expansions as like the evil villain. So they don't really have a goal beyond like evil. Whatever, whatever evil thing we're doing this yeah. week. It's less. Doctor Boom wants to blow shit up. The farm wants to steal ancient treasures. King Togwaggle is a kobold who wants to hoard treasure, which I guess is a kobold thing. Um, I, I Madame Le Dragons. He's just like a guy who lives underground and likes to steal gold and candles. Oh, fair. Um, and candles. Yeah, he likes candles. Uh, I don't know why uh, he's got a hat that's a candle and it's got like a is that uh, like it, scented candles or just any uh, candles it's, a, it's not a scented candle it's a sentient candle um, his name is Rakanishu what uh, <laughs> and he, he's uh, he's in his hat and he he's like a, got a little hat on as well uh, <laughs> it's Jesus very Christ. cute <laughs> um, and Madame Lazul is a fortune teller who wants to uh, awaken the old gods casually um, who are like basically Lovecraft ripoffs? Um, you think that would run counter to the aims of the rest of the group? Uh, well, and yeah, and Hagatha is a uh, swamp witch who wants to corrupt things. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I and, can't see this group lasting very long. To be well, honest. yeah, so that it's kind of like a super group of the uh, of the evildoers in the Hearthstone universe. Um, in, in, in Hagatha's flavor text, it says Rafar mainly enjoys working with Hagatha because she never laughs at Doctor Boom's jokes, uh, which you know, poor guy. Oh, he um, can't make a comment about jokes considering one of his things <laughs> is like wash your hands before I kill you. <laughs> I'm going to steal stuff. Uh, oh, and Hagatha likes to do rhymes as well. Uh, fans of ours from our <laughs> no. from our Call of Duty Zombies episode will remember no. how how we feel about them. Uh, she's more serious about it. She says, "From wicker boars, hear my plea. These cursed oh, spells I give to thee." It, it's the Macbeth witches thing. Then. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. She actually um, corrupted the the Witchwood, which is a forest near Gilneas, and in that corruption, she. In, encountered a creature known as the Shudderwok, who is a direct, uh, <laughs> direct right. copy of Lewis Carroll's yeah. uh, <laughs> Jabberwocky. Yeah. And when you when you summon him, he uh, he says, "Beware the Shudderwok, my son. We're fresh out of vorpal daggers." When you uh, <sighs> when you when you play him, he says, "My claws that bite, my jaws that catch." Wait, no, it's my jaws that bite, my claws that catch. So Hearthstone's uh, <laughs> really not big on original ideas, is it? Well, they like taking ideas and making them goofy fantasy versions of that. When he attacks, he mm. says, "Snicker snack." <laughs> God's sake! Hold on, he doesn't say that in the actual poem. <laughs> the sword does that. Now yeah, they're well... just getting confused. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're taken from a story, you just take all of it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just take what, you, take what you can get. He's a bit of a popular guy as well. But yeah, those five are the League of Evil. And in the Rise of Shadow expansions, they team up. 
and can you guess what they team up to do? Uh, is this what you mentioned at the beginning? Uh, yes, it is I, what I mentioned at the beginning. What did you say? You said something about a city and... They team up to steal the city of Dalaran. What? They, what? They want to take it. What, the whole city? <laughs> the whole city, yeah. They want to take the whole city of Dalaran. Does that include the populace or...? Uh, yes, yes. It includes the populace. It includes everyone. Uh, that sounds... They want to, they want to take an entire city. <laughs> like, like, capture it. Yes, so Rafam gets the band together to hang out, um, and he says, you're probably wondering why I gathered you all here. Let me Fair. break it down. We've been given black eyes by the good guys, but that's about to change. By the way, this is all sung in song in one of what? the trailers, but I won't do it. Uh, <laughs> those meddlesome mortals who've mucked up our missions will finally feel some of our pain. You see, I have a devious plan that requires a demonstrative fist, and each of you will have your dreams come true as a fiendish finger of this. Um, basically, he's saying, "All evildoers, let's all let's all work together." And f- we've all been defeated by the goodies in our right. stories. Um, Did they live in Dalaran? Uh, no, they just well, Dalaran's like the city of magic. It's like right. a specially magical city that has, I guess, extra power imbued within it or something. Um, you know, I'm not actually sure Rafarms thought this through particularly well. Well, but, you know, no. uh, um, he he wants to <laughs> steal the city uh, and form an evil league. Um, and in doing so, you know, you the player have to play as all of the evil people and like fight through the the goodies. Oh, you're on their side. You're on their side. You're in the Rise of Shadows. You are helping them to take the city of Dalaran. So Doctor Boom has to strap rockets onto the city. Wait, uh, so, sorry, what? <laughs> Doctor Boom's got to go and strap um, strap rockets onto the bottom of the city so that on they the bottom can... of it. What is it? An, is it like it's an a... island floating in the water? Uh, it's a. Sorry, I forgot to mention. Yeah, it's a floating city, uh, floating what? in midair. Oh, uh, so you mean capture? Like actually, just fly it away? Yeah, take the city away. To I thought you meant else. take it like occupying force. No, no, they they're going to take the city. It's theirs now. Oh. <laughs> That that's more ambitious, but yeah, also no. feels like more of a logistical. That's not so much capturing as just moving it. Yeah, no, they're going to take the city and move it to somewhere else, where it will now be. Uh, it's the we, it's we the own Dalaran it now because now it's in international waters. Yeah, exactly. And um, the player must play as um, various like minions of these evil overlords. Oh, you play as them themselves. No, well, you can play as Rakanishu, the uh, the the scamp from the lamp, as he's known. The, I'd rather the, not. The sentient flame. You can play as uh, George the Fallen, who used to be a paladin who's lost his brother, and it's George. a very sad story. I don't know uh, why that's funny to you. That's such a pedestrian name. Yeah, George the Fallen. His brother's called Carl. And uh, <laughs> Why are they named... <laughs> Usually in this, it's like all impressive names, like Magus the Magnificent. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, yeah this is George... I mean, you could be George the Fallen and and, and Kevin the Useless over there. (laughs) It is basically Carl the fucking pathetic. Basically, they're all there who are they're they're just trying to do the bidding of the big bosses, Um, right? And yeah, you got to seems like like a weirdly odd missed opportunity. You don't play as the big bosses. No, well, you have to um, do you have to do their bidding basically, Um, right? And each of them have a bidding to do, so. 
um you know for for dr boom you got to strap <laughs> rockets to the city and stop your protege from blowing it up because he wants to blow it up i think togwaggle you gotta i don't know take over the bank or something oh, um <laughs> because i guess oh, you gotta... what do you mean take it over you've got the whole city <laughs> Well, yeah, but you gotta you gotta rob. We it took as well. over this section twice. <laughs> yeah, you gotta rob the thing as well. Um, the violet holds, so you gotta like uh, release all these. Oh yeah, so one of the reasons they wanted Dalaran is because it will mean that they have all sorts of fancy prisoners. Um, because they Dalaran has like a big prison. Where right. Oh, is that like keep... more evil minions to? Yeah, they get evil minions like a like the. the uh, all kept on site like a like in the scp i guess um and they're gonna free them all so that they can cause havoc and the streets of dalaran where you gotta like you know get everything sorted and then yeah basically you are <laughs> the evil league the league of evil take take the city of dalaran and attempt to crash it <laughs> crash it into Uldoom. Uh, which into is what they've got rockets strapped to the city after they succeed right. in their mission and the next expansion requires the League of Explorers to come back and rescue the city of Uldum from being crashed into by this giant floating magic city. What? How does that help the League of Evil to just take out two cities? Like, well, we think... own this city, but now we feel like we'd quite like to blow it up. Well, I, I think they're just quite incompetent. Uh, right. They don't quite know what they're doing. Uh, Do- I mean, Dr. Boom's like a madman who's... I suppose just... it makes sense for him. But for the two who like stealing stuff, that just seems like a waste uh, yeah, of resources. I, I think what he's done is he's given him a bit too much power in, uh, and, right. and decision-making responsibility. Um, but then, yeah, you get you get the League of Explorers back. That's uh, what happens when you don't delegate properly. Exactly, exactly. Um, and yeah, poor <laughs> they they bring back Reno, who's in the meantime. So like between between his last outing and now, he's been uh, basically tomb raiding uh, and has found a magic gun, uh, which is like a rail gun. Uh, <laughs> which... Wait, really? Yeah, he's found a railgun. That doesn't that doesn't seem on theme for this kind of like <laughs> Victor. I'd expect like a rifle or a cannon or something, not a a railgun. Well, it's like a it's like a Gatling gun, a Gatling wand type thing. Um, <laughs> right. And they basically what they had to do was so each of the evil people had their own class, which had a minion, like a legendary minion that you could have, and they had to make they had to fill out the four remaining classes with one of the League of Explorers. So Sir Finley Murgleton was a paladin because he's right. uh, and you know, he's all that. Um Okay, so every class had to get someone cool. Yeah, at least five of them got druid. evil and four of them got the explorers. Yeah, so and and it, some of them were easy to allocate. So like, you know, Elise was a druid, I think. Um Okay. Is she that and, in the story? Uh I mean she's she's not massively druidic, but like she's a kind of, you know, explorer. She likes to look at the stars which is like nature and right, stuff okay. and she likes uh, she's been like exploring in the Ungoro crater after dinosaurs and shit Bran is a hunter because he likes to tame beasts and shit but the, they they add the class of mage left over and Reno is just like a a dickhead thief uh, so, <laughs> so they had to he get... should be the rogue right well yeah but they already had rogue taken up by an evil member so they just basically had to be like, oh shit, we need Reno to be a mage. Uh, all right, that's cool. He stole a, a Gatling wand, so now he's a mage. 
I'm not sure <laughs> that's how it works. He's of age now. Don't, don't ask any questions. <laughs> if I stole a toolbox from someone, that doesn't make me a qualified handyman. Yeah, well then... <laughs> and then, yeah, so he, he now owns a big gun, and when you play him, he shoots all the enemy minions. <laughs> and that's what he does. I, I guess that's what I'd expect. Jeez. Exactly. <laughs> and, and did they save the two cities from being mashed against each other? Long story short, yes, they rescued the world. But then the League of Evil tried to um, have one last final gambit where they tried to uh, resurrect the proto-dragon Galakrond, who is like the originator of um, evil in the world. So Eve- that was evil whole... being the recreational activity, not the organisation. Uh, yes, the, the recreational activity of... Uh... <laughs> Just being a, a force of chaos in the world. That's what these guys seem to do. I don't really see the end goal here. Well, they're trying to just, like, awaken the the baddies, basically. Right. Um, but then at the end of it all, you know, they they end up being... They end up kind of... Uh, spoilers, I guess. But they, oh, no. they awaken Galakrond, and then they're like, Oh no, we've awakened too much evil. We'll have <laughs> Come to Come on, God, this is what you wanted, you <laughs> They were like, oh shit. Oh shit, this guy is like... You named a... yourselves evil. You should be the, fine well, yeah. with more evil. <laughs> this guy is a giant, terrifying proto-Drake who has the power and willingness to destroy everything, uh, including us. Whoops! Uh, all I wanted to do was steal artefacts. Uh, maybe we should not do this. And then, yeah, in the end, you have to defeat him as Rafarm, as oh. the final, final boss. And then, I guess, the League of Evil are like... Whoopsie, I'll go back to doing petty crime now. So, lessons were learned, question lessons mark? Lessons were learned. Uh, you have to... Uh, I, were lessons learned? I don't know. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Don't be Not evil. in this podcast. No. <laughs> Not if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> no lessons learned at all. Um, but yeah, that's uh, basically an overview of the story of some of the Hearthstone lore. Oh, uh, God. They they put a lot of um they put a lot of time and effort into it. Fit a lot and... into card flavor text, can't you? Anyway, let's have a, a real quick because this has gone on longer than I thought it would. Um, a real quick bit of two truths and a lie, just so a yeah. uh, little fun one. Not going to be too much to go into with this. Um, okay. So let me tell you about a little bit about the Hecklebot. Uh, the Hecklebot is a Hearthstone card who embodies, I'd say, the vibe of the game in a slightly more cynical way than the Innkeeper. Right. Uh, the Hecklebot is a robot who forces your opponent to summon a minion from their deck, which potentially will ruin their combo or whatever. Um, blah, blah, blah. What What is most interesting about the Hecklebot is um, he's got the most voice lines in the game with a total of 18. Really? Uh, when, you, when you summon him, he'll say uh, a Heckle. And when he attacks, he'll say a Heckle. Does so... he, is, is he like a character in the lore? No, he's just a robot who's uh, who likes to heckle. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'll, I'm going to tell you three heckles, and two of them are actual voice lines. Oh, okay. And one of them is not. Uh, so, when you play him, he'll say, Face me, you cowardly clum! What was that last word? Uh, clum. C-L-U-M. I don't so, know what it means. No, I mean, it, it sounds vaguely rude, but I'm yeah, not sure what. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Um, uh, or clum. he'll say... You gigantic goose! Or, <laughs> That's or barely say, an insult. It's just incorrect. <laughs> or he'll say, "You foolish fowl!" Uh, so, <laughs> cowardly clum, gigantic goose, or foolish fowl. 
<laughs> there's uh, there's not a lot of law to get into with no. this, unlike our previous ones. I'm... Which one do you think the Hecklebot would say? I think. Well, I think off the bat, Clum is probably real because I don't think you'd create a lie that you can't explain. <laughs> a Clum is uh, silence, hush. What? You what? cowardly silence. Let me get on Wiktionary. Well, I mean, you've just kind of proven this one's real. <laughs> Maybe I just made up a word. Oh, uh, okay. So it's like a like a someone who's stiff and like I guess like if you're cowardly and also like unwilling to act, I guess. Oh, okay. Is what a clum means. Right. You can see why it's dropped out of common usage. Yeah. There's also an urban dictionary definition that Let's I will not, not mention here. Yeah. No. Let's leave that. Uh, okay, and then it's cowardly you, goose. No, you gigantic goose. Gigantic goose. And or you foolish fowl. Okay, one of those is fake. You gigantic. That's weirdly specific. <laughs> you gigantic goose. I'd be very offended if someone came up to me and was like, "You gigantic goose." I think I'd be more confused. It's like, <laughs> like what? No, no, I'm, no, I'm not. I mean, I out of all those, I like gigantic goose as an insult the most. But I think it's the lie. Uh, well, uh, gigantic goose is true. You ah. foolish fowl, I made up. Ah, uh, I knew it was one of those. I mean, even before you, t- you wikied one of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of them. So you could he'll, he'll call you a random one of these. He'll call you, you adult amateur, you cowardly clum. You egomaniacal elec, and elec is a, a type of elephant-type monster. Jesus. You inept ingrate, you meddling moron, you overgrown oaf, uh, you ridiculous rust bucket, you tilted tyrant, you vapid vermin. Um, I feel if someone and, calls you this stuff in real life, it reflects worse on them than it does on yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, you once called me a reprobate and I was very offended. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not entirely to insult, and I don't. Yeah. Even know, I'd known you for a week, so I was, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. uh, you de- disreputable dunce. I quite like that one's a good one. It's all right. Um, I still think it doesn't compare to a nice solid fuck off. No, that's true. Uh, wretched wretch, I think, is a very bad one. Um, that's just the same. The same word. Yeah. Uh, silly sloth, pathetic pipsqueak. You know, he's he's. I guess he's got a lot to learn with when it comes to heckling. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, maybe as a robot, he's not perfected the art. Um, <laughs> yeah, that AI needs an up an update. Yeah, maybe we'll do some machine learning to like you know work out how you can be the most offended by, uh, like how you can create the most horrible things to say. Yeah. But yeah, so thank you for uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us for Margaret Thatcher Templar Spy. It was uh, just a. A quick short little one, because uh, oh, not a quick short little two truths and a lie, because we uh, there was a lot to lots surprising about to cover actually for what is essentially a card game where you have to make the number go to zero. But what do you have for us uh, next week, Joel? Well, next week I'll be tackling uh, something I've been fearing doing since we started this podcast. I'll be tackling Sonic the Hedgehog, specifically so the legendary legendarily bad Archie comics. Oh gosh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm familiar with Archie comics because my uh, my Canadian granddad, um, like when he when he passed, he had loads of Archie comics from like the 60s. 
So we had all of them in our house. Um, I do not remember seeing Sonic the Hedgehog in them. I guess well, it was in the 60s and he wasn't I, invented yet. I was going to do Sonic the Hedgehog in some and then very quickly realised that there was so much that it was best to focus. And the Archie comics have... Uh, Given me a lot to work with. As <laughs> Something to think about. Yes. Uh, so, okay, I'm very excited for this, actually, because I've never read a Sonic the Hedgehog Archie comic You're before. not missing out. Am I not? Well, I've read a lot of Archie comics. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if the, the people who made Archie the Riverdale redhead was the same people who made these comics. It's entirely possible. Uh, yeah, well, we'll find out, I guess, a bit more next week. Yeah. Uh, and until then, you can... Drop us a follow at 10 Plus Spycast. Uh, you can follow me at James MacLaw. Um, can't we can follow Joel as well if you fancy at Joel Franey. Uh, yes, I mean I won't tweet anything. But, no, uh, so he's probably the best follower. But you can <laughs> you can watch me in a kind of sullen silence for the next few years. <laughs> you can watch him retweet the official podcast uh, links whenever I tell him to. Um, that's about it. Thank you very much for listening. Speak to you soon.